men. For we must needs die. And are as water spilt on the ground. Which cannot be gathered up again. Neither doth God respect any person. Yet doth he devise means that his banished be not expelled from him. If you're familiar with the books of Samuel, you'll know that we've come here into the midst of an unfolding story in the life of David. At this particular time, his son Absalom suddenly comes upon the scene. And he's come, David's son Absalom has come upon a scene of trouble, which he has brought upon himself. He has killed a man, actually his own brother, and he has fled for his life across the border into Syria to his hometown, Gesher. And there he remains for a number of years. He's in hiding. Remember, he's killed a man. He's alone. He's cut off. David's chief captain, Joab, he decides to get Absalom back. We're going to get David's son back to Jerusalem. And so he employs this woman, which is described here in verse 2 uh, as uh, a wise woman. And he wants her to go and speak to David about his son. And as she does so, she makes this wonderful statement. This woman that we know very little about, the woman of Tekoa, she appears upon the scene. And then she disappears again, but she has something very important to say, not only to David, but also to you and me tonight. For we must needs die, she says, and ours water spilt on the ground which cannot be gathered up again. Neither doth God respect any person. Yet doth he devise means that his banished be not expelled from him. And of course she's thinking there about David's son Absalom, who is banished, literally cut off from the family, away across the border in his hometown Geshur. This is one of these verses in the Bible that we can just simply lift right out 
and set it out by itself and examine it by itself. It is like a precious stone that you might set upon the counter and there it stands out and there it shines forth. There's so much to see. So much to admire. This is a great statement by this woman that stands alone that stands out, that shines forth, that is filled with so many messages that apply to us all, every one of us, throughout the ages of time. None of us can argue with this text of Scripture, for as it opens, we must needs die. That never changes. It was the same in the days of David, and it is the same tonight. We must needs die. We come face to face here in this verse of Scripture with life and death. We come face to face, thank God, with His love also we think about the brevity of life we think about the certainty of death we focus upon those who are lost and lonely we focus upon the love of God for them This is one of the things which stands out for us tonight in this verse of Scripture. And if there's nothing else that you take from this meeting tonight, take this here home with you. Especially if you're still in your sins and you're cut off from God, without God, without Christ, without hope. We have the thought of God's intervention. God can step into your life. God can make a way for you, sinner. He can reach you in your extremity. I don't care what it is tonight as long as there's life. There is hope. And as long as there is a God in heaven, there is hope for you. There's a way back to God. We must needs die. But thank God. He doth devise means. That his banished be not expelled from him. First of all, let us say tonight that all of us have our own share of troubles. There are times when we can feel so 
Oh, so lonely. You can have a whole lot of people around you, but at the same time, oh, feel so lonely. I'm sure that's how Absalom felt away there in Gesher, away from family, away from home, away across the border, away in Syria. He felt oh so lonely. And what made things worse was he felt so guilty in himself for his sin. And there are many, I believe, like this tonight throughout our province, perhaps even someone here in our meeting. You're sitting here among us, but oh, you feel oh so lonely because you're lost. You're still in your lost condition. Absalom was still in his lost condition and he was cut off. Cut off from God as well as cut off from his family. But thank God, God, as it says here, he can, he can step in. God has ways of stepping in. That is the message of this verse of Scripture. Oh, you who are lost, you who are so lonely, God can step in. Doth devise means that his banished be not expelled from him. And to be expelled there simply means to be utterly banished. They're, they're the same two words in the original. Banished and expelled. And the thought is that God, he is able to devise means that his banished be not utterly banished from him. And that is the sweetness of this message tonight. To those who are lost and to those who are lonely and to those who are cut off from God and who are without Christ and without hope that God can make a way. God can reach you. God can rescue you. God can bring you into a relationship with him. God can devise means. God has ways of intervening in the lives of men and women. You turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. We have a similar message in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13, and Paul is speaking here especially to believers. And as we said, we all have our share of troubles in life. But it says here in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 that there hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make 
a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. There's that very same thought again. He is able to make a way to escape. He doth devise means that his banished be not expelled from him. God can make a way. Listen to that. Tonight, God can make a way. And if your back is against the wall tonight, whatever that situation is that you find yourself tonight, you're in there. Thank God. He can devise means. Or as it literally means, he thinks thoughts. He makes a way, contrives a way in order to reach you in your situation and rescue you. He is able to do that. Life is hard. There's been a lot of sickness in our homes. There's a lot of people going through difficult times and they're feeling lonely. Perhaps you're one of them. Thank God he can make a way. He can devise means. He can work it all out in his own purpose that his banished be not utterly banished from him. God can make a way. And this is what this woman was saying to King David. God can make a way for your son Absalom to come back again. Yes, he has done wrong, but God can step in. Listen to that dear brother and sister tonight. You've been seeking the face of the Lord for your loved ones, and they're far away from God tonight like the prodigal son. God can make a way for those who are cut off from him. He can bring them to himself. God can make a way. In this particular situation, David is faced with the needs of his son Absalom. Absalom has killed his brother and he has fled from the scene. He's away in another country. David as king knows that he deserves to die. But also as a father, he longs that he might be spared. And so David, he is torn between two opinions. As a king and as a father. And it's breaking his heart and he doesn't know what to do. But this woman reminds him that God is sovereign. And God can step in and God can work out a way in order to bring him back. And give him another opportunity. To get right with God. This woman has come to persuade David to do the right thing. 
And in this conversation, she makes this statement concerning the brevity of life and the certainty of death and how God can step in and reach this lonesome and lost son of his. Oh, what a wonderful message for King David. And thank God this message is as fresh to us today as it was on that day when that woman spoke to David. Thank God in the midst of all our troubles, God can make a way. Notice also that we all have to face the realities of life and death. Another lesson in this message from this woman to David. Notice what it says in the opening words of this verse. We must needs die. And that of course is a reality. That all of us have to own up to. It is the truth. It is a timeless truth. It is a changeless truth. We all must die. And that day is approaching. You're nearer that day tonight than you were last night. And that day will come sooner, much sooner than you think. Thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. And we must say that it does not matter who we are. Because you'll notice here as this woman speaks to David. She says that we must needs die and are as water spilt on the ground which cannot be gathered up again. Neither doth God respect any person. And so when it comes to death, we must recognize that it cannot be avoided. All of us think to ourselves that we are so much needed. Sometimes we think that we are so very important. But let me say to you tonight, when it comes to that time of death, there'll be no difference. Death will not stop. Death will take you away. Neither doth God respect any person, no matter how important a person you may feel you are tonight or in your society. Death will take you just as it has taken the other person. And when it comes, when death comes, then you will be gone from this scene of time. Notice what this woman says concerning death. We must needs die and are as water spilt on the ground which cannot be gathered up again. Yes, that is the truth. If I was to set this glass of water 
there down on that floor and knock it over. The water would spill on the ground and it would be gone. And gone for good. It cannot be gathered up again. And so it is when death comes. That's it. It's all over. We're gone. And your body will be lowered into the ground and it will be gone. And your soul will take its flight into eternity. Into either one of two places. Either into heaven or into hell. Let me ask you the question tonight. When death comes and death will come. It cannot be avoided. And once it comes that is it. Let me ask you tonight. Where will your soul be? In eternity. One moment after you die. Listen to this woman. As she tries to make sense of the situation. David's son has done wrong. He deserves to die. And he does die. Very soon after this. In this unfolding story. And you remember how it broke his father's heart. As he wept and cried, Oh, Absalom, Absalom, my son Absalom, would God I had died for thee. And so David is very anxious for Absalom at this time. And he is looking for a way to get him back to Jerusalem. How is it going to be resolved? And thank God there is an answer. And she comes with the answer at the close of this verse of Scripture. Yet doth he devise means that his banish be not expelled from him. God can step in and give your son another opportunity to get right with God. And thank God tonight, as we think of our own loved ones and our friends and neighbours who are cut off from God, who are still in nature's darkness and lost without Christ, thank God there is a way back to God. God has no pleasure in the death of him that dieth. And that is what he says here in the reading. In Ezekiel chapter 18, he says, Have I any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, saith the Lord God, and not that he should return from his ways and live? Verse 32, for I have no pleasure in the death of him that dieth, saith the Lord God. Wherefore, turn yourselves and live ye. And so you can see very simply in the scriptures that God is very much interested in reaching those who are lost in their lost condition.
without hope. He can reach them. He can rescue them. He can bring them into a relationship with him, which is found alone in Christ. And of course, when we read the story of the prodigal, we see this very clearly for ourselves. God is still the same God, the God of Israel, the God of the Old Testament, the God of the New Testament. He knows no change. He still has a heart for those who are lost and in a lost condition. He can make a way. He can reach the lost. He can bring them to himself. And this brings us to our closing thought. And that is our need in Christ. All that we need is to be found in Christ. Christ is the answer. God has provided a way for Christ. God has provided a way for sinners. He can bring them back from the dark paths of sin. If only they would receive it. We must be willing to receive the way of salvation which is found in Christ. We must come to that place of repentance and faith. This is what God emphasizes as he speaks through the prophet Ezekiel that he should return from his ways and live. That's what he says to them. Oh, that you might return, that you might turn yourselves, that iniquity shall not be your, your ruin. This is what is required of the sinner in every age, in the Old Testament age, and in the New Testament age, it was the same message. It was the same message in the days of Ezekiel. It was the same message when John the Baptist preached, when the apostles preached, that men should repent and believe the gospel. Absalom Absalom could find a way back to God if only he would repent, if only he would come to God. Absalom did come back, but he didn't come back to God. But thank God, sinners tonight, have the opportunity as they sit under the gospel to come to God, to repent of their sin, because it is sin itself that separates between us and our God. It is sin that must be dealt with. And thank God our sin can be dealt with in Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ 
there on the cross of Calvary. The Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. And there he was punished in our place. He suffered what we deserve to suffer for our sins. And there he cried in that time, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And why did he cry that out? Because his father had turned his back upon him. Turned his back upon the sin. And Christ endured what we deserve to endure. That we might enjoy what he has provided for us in Christ. And thank God tonight if we turn from our sin and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation, then he will rescue us from our lost condition and he will redeem us with his precious blood and he will bring us into a relationship with God and set our feet on the road to heaven. Sinner friend, tonight as we close, let me say to you tonight that God has a plan for sinners. And that plan centers upon Christ. And thank God, if you look to Christ tonight, then you will receive salvation. And thank God. You will be able to leave that, leave this meeting tonight with a, that assurance in your heart that you are now in a relationship with God and that you're saved and that you're ready for heaven. Thank God tonight. Even though we all have our own share of troubles and we all must face the reality of death, Thank God tonight that God is able to step in. He's able to rescue us. He's able to save us. And this is found in Christ alone. Do you know Christ as your Savior? If you don't, then now while God is speaking to you, look to him. Look and live.